This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Monday, February 5th, 2024, I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm John Bogus. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, opposition to the Senate border bill jeopardizes help for Afghans who aided U.S. troops. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Holly Belmont will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Riley Burnett will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 52 degrees. And now on to our top story. Buckingham Palace says that King Charles III has been diagnosed with cancer and has begun treatment. The palace says the cancer is not related to the king's recent treatment for a benign prostate condition. It did not say what form of cancer the 75-year-old monarch has. It says Charles, quote, remains wholly positive about his treatment and looks forward to returning to the full public duty as soon as possible, unquote. The palace said, quote, a separate issue of concern was noted, unquote, during Charles' treatment for an enlarged prostate last month. He is being treated as an outpatient and will continue to undertake paperwork and other business as head of state. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is meeting with Saudi Arabia's crown prince at the start of his fifth visit to the Middle East since the outbreak of the war in Gaza. He hopes to press ahead with a potential ceasefire deal and post-war planning while tamping down regional tensions. But on all three fronts, he faces major challenges. Hamas and Israel are public publicly at odds over key elements of a potential truce. Israel has dismissed U.S. calls for a path to a Palestinian state, and Iran's militia allies in the region have shown little sign of being deterred by U.S. strikes. Volunteers in central Chile are trying to remove charred metal, broken glass, and other debris in neighborhoods destroyed by forest fires that have killed at least 122 people in densely populated areas over the past three days. Hundreds of people remain missing. The fires appeared to have diminished this morning after burning intensely since Friday on the eastern edge of the city of Vina del Mar. Two other towns in the Valparaiso region, Quilpe and Villa Almanana, also have been hit hard. President Gabriel Boric said that at least 3,000 homes have been burnt down in the area. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is thinking about dismissing the country's top military officer as part of a broader leadership shakeup. Zelensky confirmed in an interview with Italian broadcaster RAI-TV released late last night that he was thinking about removing General Valery Zaluzhny, the popular commander-in-chief of Ukraine's armed forces. He says he's contemplating the move to ensure the country is led by individuals who are, quote, convinced of victory, unquote, against Russia. Word of Zaluzhny's possible firing already has shocked the nation fighting a war to end Russia's invasion and also worried Ukraine's Western allies. Tensions between the general and the president have risen since a much-anticipated Ukrainian counteroffensive last year's failed to produce major gains. The massive $118 billion Senate border bill not only includes once-in-a-decade border security legislation and wartime aid to Israel and Ukraine, but also offers a chance for the U.S. to keep its promise to Afghans who worked alongside U.S. soldiers in America's longest war. The bill included a pathway to residency for tens of thousands of Afghan Afghan refugees who arrived in the U.S. on military planes after the chaotic withdrawal from Kabul in August of 2021. 
Opposition to unrelated provisions in the bill once again jeopardizes the path to residency to those 76,000 evacuees living in the U.S. who remain in immigration limbo as a result of years of congressional inaction. Coming up, West Virginia's public universities will no longer be gun-free. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. Welcome to the WMUL Sports Flavor Parlor at FM 88.1. What can I get for you, man? Uh, I don't know. What kind do you have? We have all types of award-winning sports flavors. Here, try a sample of Ferocious Football. Dane takes the low snap, avoids the rush, will fire it down. Philly's got wide open. Xavier Gaines at the 15-yard line. Gaines is going to take it into the end zone for a touchdown, thundering her. Wow, that was awesome. How about an earful of soaring soccer? Over the goal kicker's head, it will be a goal. Outside of the box, Jamil Roberts had a long goal. Try vicious volleyball. Set up by Coulter for Sierra Bell. Down in the kill and a match for the thundering herd, 25 to 21. Slim in softball. Next pitch on the way. Harrell drives this one deep over into left field. Look up and say goodbye. Allie Harrell with a solo home run. Oh baby, this place is popping. Give me a serving of FM 88 Sports for each day of the week. Coming right at you, right here on WMUL 88.1 FM. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com, 888-266-2921. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm John Bogus. For years, Ballard County has wanted to build a river port to capitalize on its location at the confluence of the Ohio and Mississippi rivers. Landing a federal grant would help launch the project, but there's one catch. The rural Kentucky County can't afford its share of the funding. A bill winding through Kentucky's legislature is meant to overcome those obstacles. The House passed measures include $450 million to cover local funding matches for Kentucky communities and nonprofits. Ballard County Judge Executive Todd Cooper calls it a game changer. The appropriation has the potential to spin off billions in federal grants flowing into Kentucky. A Virginia doctor who was sentenced to 40 years in prison after prescribing more than a half a million doses of highly addicted opioids in two years has been granted a new trial by a federal appeals court. A three-judge panel of the Richmond-based 4th U.S. District Court of Appeals ruled Friday that instructions given to jurors at the trial of Dr. Joel Smith's misstated the law. Smithers was convicted in 2019 of more than 800 counts of illegally prescribing drugs. The appeals court panel said the jury instruction was improper, citing a 2022 U.S. Supreme Court ruling that said a defendant must knowingly or intentionally, quote, act in an, an author, excuse me, act in an unauthorized manner to be guilty of illegally prescribing drugs. Marshall University students and faculty are expressing some concerns about the imminent arrival of guns on campus. Luke Hamilton collected reactions from folks and shares their stories. If people think that they should carry a weapon on campus because it will make their fellow students safer, then they got another thing coming because in order to be effective at 
firing back at a mass shooter. You have to be trained for that. By pushing this bill, they're implying that college campuses are already dangerous. The statistics show that uh, school campuses, K through 16, are probably the safest places in the country. I had an amendment last year that was going to, uh, A, allow each university to come up with their own uh, guidelines uh, how that would work. That was voted down. And then it would give the ability for the university, if they had the resources to do so, to come in and make two-thirds of their dormitories uh, firearm-free and one-third uh, with firearms. And so that's a way where you can build it to suit. Anybody. I think over 18 can carry a concealed weapon in the state of West Virginia. This bill specifically says you have to have a permit in order to carry it on publicly funded university campuses. People at the, uh, at the Capitol were very concerned that this meant that anybody could bring a gun on campus, but it's actually not the case. There's nobody loves Marshall more than me. And I don't want to see, uh, again, uh, our faculty, staff, uh, and, and led by President Smith have done such a good job these past two years of you know, increasing enrollment. I don't want to see it to go down because somebody's like, eh. At the very least, they could do some type of a weapons familiarization uh, course with people that could take maybe you know, even 30 minutes. 30 minutes would be enough to save someone's life. Aside from taking up a fentanyl addiction, the st statistics show that the most dangerous thing you can do is, is to buy a handgun. And so if we look to the, the police and the military, we can see, you know, so many times they have accidental discharges and they're the most experienced people with firearms there are. You know, police officers sometimes commit suicide with their own handguns. Um, soldiers do as well. That's why I say it's incredibly dangerous for just a regular person to buy a pistol. They think they're going to defend themselves much more likely to hurt themselves. Thank you, Dr. Chris White and Sean Hornbuckle for the information. Starting July 1st, permit holders will have permission to carry a weapon in what has been a gun-free zone until now. Coming up next, historic storm sends debris through LA's Hollywood Hills and leaves 1.1 million without power. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. All I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build ratings. So crank up the commercial free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm John Boggess. 23 million families will either have to pay more for internet or cancel their subscriptions altogether if a federal subsidy program to help with the monthly bill runs out of money. The ball is in the hands of Congress, with the subsidy set to expire this spring. A group of bipartisan lawmakers has proposed $7 billion to extend the program through the end of the year. President Joe Biden recently highlighted his administration's goal of Internet for All when he visited North Carolina, where 900,000 families received the benefit. No votes have been scheduled to move the bill to extend the program forward, and it's unclear if the program will be prioritized in a divided Congress. A retired firefighter who became part of an iconic image of American unity after the September 11th 
terrorist attacks has died at the age of 91. Today, Bob Beckwith's wife said that the Long Island resident died the night before in hospice after dealing with cancer in recent years. Beckwith stood atop of a smashed fire truck at the destroyed World Trade Center as President George W. Bush delivered a speech with a bullhorn. The former president famously draped his arm around Beckwith as he addressed responders in the days after hijackers crashed planes into the Twin Towers and killed over 2,700 people. Super Bowl opening night evolved into a wacky circus-like spectacle long before Las Vegas had a chance to host the NFL's biggest game. There's no telling how wild it will be for Sin City's media extravaganza. The Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers are in town and they officially kick off the festivities Monday night at Allegiant Stadium when they meet with thousands of media members from across the globe. The event is open to fans who purchase tickets and will be the first and only public appearance this week for every player and coach from the two teams. They'll field questions ranging from serious to silly. They'll be asked to discuss personal topics and participate in goofy skits. On Thursday, the Supreme Court will hear arguments over whether Donald Trump can remain on the ballot in Colorado, where that state's highest court ruled that he violated a constitutional provision targeting those who, quote, engaged in insurrection, unquote. It's the first time the nation's highest court will hear a case on Section 3, which was used to keep former Confederates from holding government offices after the 14th Amendment's adoption in 1868. It fell to dis Excuse me, it fell into disuse but was revived thanks to an unlikely combination of Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives, all rediscovering 111 words from the nation's foundational legal document that have now become a threat to Trump's attempt to return to office. A storm of historic proportions has unleashed record levels of rain over parts of Los Angeles, endangering the city's large homeless population, sending mud and boulders down hillsides dotted with the multi-million dollar homes and knocking out power for more than a million people in California. About 1.4 million people in the Los Angeles area were under a flash flood warning this morning. The storm was the second one fueled by an atmospheric river to hit the state over the span of days. The National Weather Service says a record 4.1 inches of rain fell Sunday in downtown Los Angeles, almost double the amount from 1927. Coming up next, with a single word, lover, Trump employs familiar playbook in tweaking his investigators. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns, right after this. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight, and that's what happened to me because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to oneandonlycampaign.org. Do it today. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall and North Carolina about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl. Broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov 
backslash self-check. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. Self-check gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash self-check. Self-check is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Luke Hamilton. And I'm John Bogus. President Joe Biden has a long list of reasons why he thinks a second Donald Trump presidency would be ugly for the country. He ticked through many of them yesterday as he urged Nevada Democrats to vote him in the state's presidential primary this week and for his party at large in November. In a fundraiser, Biden focused on Trump's history of proactive statements, like his description of January 6th rioters at, quote, hostages, unquote, before addressing several hundred people at a community center in Las Vegas. He asked his crowd to, quote, imagine the nightmare of Donald Trump, unquote. Russian media and rights groups say the first publicly known cases have emerged of Russian authorities penalizing people under a court ruling that outlawed LGBTQ plus activism as extremism. At least three pe people who displayed rainbow-colored items have received jail time or fines. Last year's Supreme Court ruling was part of a crackdown on LGBTQ plus people in the increasingly conservative country where, quote, traditional family values, unquote, have become a cornerstone of President Vladimir Putin's 24-year rule. A drone attack on a base housing U.S. troops in eastern Syria killed six allied Kurdish fighters last night, late last night. The U.S.-backed Kurdish-led Syrian Democratic Forces said Monday the attack hit a training ground at Al Omar base in Syria's eastern province of Deir al-Zor, where the forces commando units are trained. No casualties were reported among U.S. troops. An umbrella group of Iran-backed Iraqi militias dubbed the Islamic Resistance in Iraq, released a video claiming responsibility for the attack and showing them launching a drone from an unspecified location. In late January, a drone attack by the Umbrella Group killed three, U three U.S. troops and wounded dozens more at a desert base in Jordan. An American porn actor who was advocated for Palestinians online during Israel's war on Hamas traveled to Iran and visited the former U.S. embassy in Tehran. The visit by Whitney Wright was drawn no attention from Iran's tightly controlled media, but has sparked heated criticism over the country's crackdown on women since the 2022 death in police custody of Masa Amini and the nationwide protests it sparked. Wright filmed herself throughout Tehran despite her work in porno pornography, exposing her in theory to criminal charges that carry the death penalty. The U.S. embassy was abandoned after the 1979 hostage crisis, and Iran's paramilitary revolutionary guard now runs it as a museum. During years of scrutiny from prosecutors, Donald Trump has repeatedly sought to deflect attention from himself by making the personal lies of investigators ripe for derision and ridicule. He's jumped on allegations of affairs and repeatedly leveled claims of bias against agents, prosecutors, and judges. He's also been quick to exploit the sometimes questionable decision-making or occasional protocol breaches by officials investigating him as a means to discredit entire inquiries. The latest example came in Georgia, where he has mocked Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis amid revelations that she had a personal relationship with an outside lawyer hired to help lead the case against Trump and 18 others with plotting to, to subvert Georgia's 2020 election. And coming up... Holly Belmont will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Riley Burnett will, will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
Welcome to Marshall University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late night alternative. Tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial free. We hope you enjoy our presentation, and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL. You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right, the dealership. You know, he just started uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Holly Belmont, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's currently a sunny 52 degrees. Temperatures will drop to a, the mid-40s around 7 p.m. tonight and will continue to drop into the 20s and 30s as the night continues. As we look towards the rest of the week, we will see highs in the upper 50s and mid-60s with lows to the in the mid excuse me, to low 40s, making tonight one of the coldest nights this week. There's a possibility we will start the weekend off with some rain, as rain is expected throughout the weekend. Today in weather history, the Super Tuesday 2008 tornado outbreak happened. It has been one of the deadliest tornado outbreaks in the U.S., with 59 fatalities reported. So far, it ranks in the top 15 deadly tornado outbreaks and the highest number of tornado deaths since 1985. According to the SPC storm reports, there were over 300 reports of tornadoes, large hail, up to 4.25 inches in diameter in Texas, Arkansas, and Missouri, and damaging wind gusts from Texas to Ohio and West Virginia. The outbreak produced at least 64 tornadoes, some producing EF3 and EF4 damage. Thank you, weatherforyou.com, for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 52 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Holly Belmont. Thanks, Holly. Now Riley Burnett joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thank you. Let's start off with some thundering herd sports news. First, beginning with women's basketball. Marshall fell short to James Madison University this Saturday, 72-63. to Brianna Campbell led all scores with 16 points also adding five steals in the contest. JMU shot an impressive 58% from the field, while also tallying 56 points in the paint with only a single three-pointer throughout the game. The Dukes also out-rebounded Marshall 45-34. While the game was tied at 14 to end the first quarter, James Madison tallied 47 points in the second and third quarters combined, which gave them a 17-point advantage entering the fourth quarter. This deficit was too big for Marshall to overcome, leading to their loss. This marked the sixth loss for Marshall women's basketball this season and their first loss in Sunbelt Conference play. Marshall will return to action this Wednesday, hosting Louisiana Lafayette at 11 a.m. Meanwhile, James Madison will return home and face South Alabama Wednesday at 7 p.m. Now, we will move on to men's basketball. In the second game at the Cam Henderson Center on Saturday, Marshall bested Coastal Carolina 91-74. This high-scoring affair led to a new career high for senior Obina Anachili Killen, who finished with a total of 30 points. 
Additionally, Anicelli Killen was a force on the glass and collected 10 rebounds in the win. Kevon Boyles also lit up the scoreboard, notching 26 points and adding on five triples for the Thundering Herd. For Coastal Carolina, Jacob Meyer poured in 22 points with two triples. The win propelled Marshall to 12 and 12 on the season, while Coastal now stands at 6 and 16. The Thundering Herd will travel to Troy this Wednesday, which is scheduled for a 7 p.m. tip-off. Meanwhile, Coastal Carolina will head south to face the University of Louisiana Monroe this Wednesday at 7:30 p.m. Now, moving on to sports news across the country and throughout the world. The NFL will hold the Super Bowl in Las Vegas on Sunday after decades of shunning the city. The Kansas City Chiefs will play the San Francisco 49ers. Las Vegas now has a strong relationship with the NFL after the Raiders moved from Oakland and the U.S. Supreme Court openly legalized sports betting nationwide. The NFL has also played its draft and two Pro Bowl games in Las Vegas. In more Super Bowl news, Tight ends Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are best friends off the field, but fierce competitors on it. They have each helped change the way their position has been played over the years. They will meet again this Sunday when Kelsey and the Chiefs play Kittle and the 49ers. It will be a rematch of their game four years ago that took place in Miami, when Kelsey had a huge night helping Kansas City rally with three fourth-quarter touchdowns that led to a 31-20 victory. We will now switch over to the NBA basketball, which is part of All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis, including an entire All-Star Saturday night lineup, which will be played on a brand new state-of-the-art full video LED court that will be installed in Indiana at Lucas Oil Stadium, the league said Monday. That means the skills competition, the three-point contest, the slam dunk competition, and the shooting matchup that's slated to take place between Stephen Curry and Sabrina Ionescu will take place on the glass four on February 17th, as will the celebrity game, which will take place a day earlier on February 16th. The actual All-Star game itself doesn't take place until February 18th, which will unfortunately remain on the old wooden court. Finally, we will move on to motorsports news. Energy drink maker Red Bull says it is investigating Christian Horner, the team principal of its Formula One team, over an allegation of misconduct towards a team employee. The company said it was made aware of a recent F1 team employee allegation and is using an external specialist barrister for the investigation. Horner has denied any sort of wrongdoing, and the complaint is allegedly about his aggressive management style. Horner has guided Red Bull and the driver Max Verstappen to three consecutive championships for both the team and Max himself. Horner will continue working ahead of next month's season opening race during the investigation. This will conclude today's FM 88 Sports Report. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Riley Burnett. Thanks, Riley. Coming up, sauna patrons dressed only in towels pull two from a car that plunged into a Norwegian fjord. Stay with us to find out more after this on News Center 88. Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old top 40 stuff being overplayed? 
Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good time. This is your Weedmeister 2000 string trimmer cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool, any lawn tool. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association. And finally today on News Center 88, Patrons aboard a floating sauna in Norwegian Ford rescued two people whose cars had plunged into the water. The car appeared to have driven off the quay on Thursday at the Akershustranda, an area where ships dock at the foot of the Norwegian capital, Oslo's picturesque medieval fortress and castle. The VG newspaper reported that the driver had thought the vehicle was in park when he hit the accelerator pedal. As the car went down, the two occupants escaped and were on the roof of the vehicle when the sauna raft reached them. Patrons dressed only in towels helped them into the craft and then were able to warm up in the sauna. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For John Bogus, Holly Belmont, Nathaniel Hara, Riley Burnett, and for the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Luke Hamilton, and your thought of the day is, culture is the arts elevated to a set of beliefs. Thomas Wolfe.